Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host. Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. Thanks so much for carving a little time out of your busy day to spend with me. You know, I always say that time is that one commodity that you just can't get back. So today we're talking about the children's fitness industry. Yeah, that's what I said. The children's fitness industry. Um, what what it? I just recently read that regular physical activity can help children build strong bones and muscles, can control weight, reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression, and reduce the risk of developing serious health issues as an adult. But despite all of this, Many of the school districts have cut the budget for physical education. PE isn't what it used to be, that's for sure. And it's very easy for children to opt out of PE. Well, that wasn't an option back when I was going to school. So when the school programs are cut, who picks up the slack? Because the kids still need that same activity. So who picks up the slack? I'll tell you one of the people that pick up the slack, and that's Sophia Wassler. She is the founder and CEO of the STARS program. She created the program after seeing the need to bring fun, skill-based fitness programs into the schools. So help me in welcoming Sophia Wassler. Sophia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm so excited to be here with you. I am really excited as well because, you know, Sophia, we keep hearing about how schools are cutting a lot of programs. And some of those programs are their their athletic programs or their physical ed programs. Is that what you're seeing as well? You're absolutely correct. And that's uh, a trend that's been happening for, I'd say, almost over a decade by now. Um, And you said it best, it was certainly not an option when we were growing up, but, um, you know, unfortunately with, you know, SOLs and the testing and the rigor that comes along with those testings, they've thought, well, we need extra time. And where did they take the time? They took it from uh, PE classes. And, you know, when that happens, the children are not getting the activity they need. And as you said as well, that leads to a whole host of other issues. Right, right, exactly. That we're just now starting to see. Exactly. So at what point, what triggered you to say there is a need for something like the STARS program? And how did, how did it, how was that born? Yeah, I would love to, I would love to tell you. I was actually a PE teacher myself. Um, 
I taught for Virginia Beach City Public Schools for a number of years in middle school, and I was noticing that a lot. I've noticed I noticed a lot of things, but I'll say, you know, some of the I was really seeing that the students that were participating in athletics, they had higher self-esteem, they had better grades, um, better friend groups, um, you know, more, more confidence, um, and they were just doing, doing better overall versus the students that were not participating in athletics that were maybe shying away from physical education. The opposite was true. They were doing worse in school. They um, were getting into trouble, um, you know, all kinds of derogatory things. And I thought, well, what makes a child participate or choose not to participate? And honestly, it's really having foundational skills. So if you don't really have the foundational skills to participate, you're obviously not going to want to because you're not going to feel like you're good at it. Um, so I started thinking, I thought, okay, well, at the middle school level, we're really not teaching basics, foundations. So I started thinking about elementary school physical education and, and what, what does that mean? What does that look like? What are we teaching children at, at those age levels? And unfortunately, we, with 30 to 40 students in classes, class sizes being so large in PE, it's really hard to kind of show Tommy how to hold the bat or, mm. you know, to really get one-on-one -on -one and show them how to do these skills. Elementary school PE is really a lot of, you know, running games, big games, mm -hmm. kickball, things like that. It's not really the skill development that they need to have that foundation to be able to be confident to be able to participate in those um, athletics as they get older. Mm -hmm. And so I just realized that we needed to teach children at a young age. It was, it was easy for them to learn as young as two and three years old. They're sponges. They, they pick up mm -hmm. this information quickly. And, you know, some parents, do a great, you know, they're able to put their children in, in recreational sports, but some parents don't have that time or ability. So I wanted to develop a program that we could put in early childhood education schools, preschools, daycares, Montessori schools, um, to capture children when they're young, to start pro providing them with these skills that they need so that they could go on to participate. So it sounds to me like some of the, the, the foundation that you're talking about is just as simple as eye-hand coordination. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Tracking a ball. Um, there's just so many, there's so many fundamental skills um, you need to, be, to, to have and to, to develop in order to throw a ball, to kick a ball, to, you know, pass, to... Um, throw properly to catch properly, and and when you when you teach a child these skills, then they're going to be more confident and excited to go on and to participate in those activities as they get older. Sure, sure. And so when you're talking about you put this program together, tell me a little bit about your program, Sophia, because I know that it's more than just sports. 
Yeah, it's uh, so STARS program right now, in, we, we call ourselves the school's fitness partner. Um, so we offer, unlike a lot of uh, franchises in our space, we offer a multitude, a variety of classes under the fitness umbrella. So we offer dance classes, cheerleading classes, sports classes that cover seven to nine different sports within a year, fitness classes for schools. Um, I'm not sure, did I mention cheerleading? Yes, mm-hmm. that's great. Cheerleading, yes. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's currently what we have to offer. And we're, we're excited about perhaps starting to incorporate some mindfulness and um, that component to our program as well, perhaps even a children's yoga um, mm. it, it's all, yeah, it's all important. And it, it, it sounds like you are open to allowing it to evolve to what is needed out there. That's exactly right. We're, that's exactly right. And, and I do see, you know, with video games and with so much that children have to deal with these days that we did not have to deal with um, when mm-hmm. we were younger. I think it's, it's more important than ever. Yeah, absolutely. And and I've read so many studies that talk about how uh, children that are physically active, then they're, they're able to focus better when they do come back into the classroom or they do decide to study, that they are able to focus more. Are you finding that as well? 100%. Uh, there's a ton of research that backs that up. Um, one, you know, even just they even say for every so many hours in a in a chair in a desk studying um, in a classroom, that if you just had the students get up and do some jumping jacks or some stretching, I mean, you're just getting the blood flow going, getting the the blood flow to the brain. It helps with their attention, with their alertness, with their concentration. Um, it it really does. And you say that you focus mainly in elementary. What are the ages that you see most benefit for, from the STARS program? Yeah, so we have um, our, our main primary market is ages three to six, but we do have a, a creative movement program for two-year-olds. Um, and we, we, we do go up to elementary school. So we'll, we'll do up to age 12. We're, we're really starting to pick up in the elementary, the public elementary school in their after-school programs Cheerleading has become popular in the last couple of years, and we'll do like an after-school session at some elementary schools. But really, our primary market and our primary industry we, is us partnering with schools, preschools, private church schools, private daycares, um, Montessori schools, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure those are the schools that probably don't have much, if any, um, of a physical education program? They don't. And the other thing is, I mean, parents are, they're working and, yeah. you know, when they're dropping their child off at daycare, some of these children are, are in daycare 12 hours a day. Um, mm-hmm. Their parents have to work, they're commuting. And so the last thing a parent wants to do when they, they're just picking up their child at the end of the day is to have to go to run around to a dance class or to try to get to soccer So when they enroll in STARS, they can rest assured that their child is getting these extra extras. But 
it's at the convenience during, you know, while the child is at school mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. and they don't have to run them around after school. And it benefits the kids too, because some of the, it's the child is most comfortable in their, in, in their school environment versus taking them from here to there and it's somewhere new. Uh, so it's just a benefit all around, really convenient for the parents, um, easy for the children. You know, I, I, when I was, there was a time when I was taking dance lessons and um, I, when people ask me what kind of um, fitness programs I like, I always say, I like a fitness program that doesn't feel like I'm in a fitness program. It makes, it tricks my brain to where I think mm-hmm. I'm having fun. So it, fun, sounds like yeah. you, it sounds like you have incorporated that in play uh, and you, you're delivering play to them, but it is still a fitness program. You have to. You have to make it fun. Otherwise, you can't capture and retain the attention of a, of a three-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. I've, got to sh- I've got to share a really quick story with you that comes to mm-hmm. mind. Um, we had a class going in Northern Virginia, and the mom called me up, and she said, I have to tell you, I was giving my daughter a, a bath, and she stood up, you know, with bubbles all over her, and she said, look, Mommy, these are my obliques. Miss Katie taught me, and, you know, and she was pointing to her oblique. So we make it fun, but it also has to be educational, you know. Sure. We're teaching them their, their muscles, what those muscles do, and just having that awareness of their body um, is so important. And, you know, it's really rewarding. Our, our objective is that each child leave, leave every class with more knowledge, skills, and understanding than they had before that class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sophia, you've, been, you've told us a little bit about what the STARS program is all about. Let's talk a little bit about a franchisee now. You mentioned that sure. you were a physical education teacher. Is that the type of franchisee that you're looking for? Is that the one that, uh, that would be most qualified to be a franchisee of the STARS program? Great question, Linda. Um, not necessarily. You know, we really tell our, our potential franchise owners that they have to have a love for children, obviously, a love for fitness and wellness health. And, um, you know, we, we have franchisees with so many different backgrounds and uh, it's really, it's really not just for a teacher or a PE teacher or somebody that was in the fitness world. Mm -hmm. And um, so talk to me a little bit about what you offer a brand new franchise owner um, with regard to building their business and training and education. How do you put them out on the right foot so that they'll be successful? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, You know, it's really, I think it all boils down to support. Uh, We have so many resources. We've been doing this for 15 years. And so we have tried and tried different things. Some things have worked, some things haven't worked, but that that's, you know, what made us strong and, and know, you know, how, how to do, how to really properly execute a successful model. And um, yeah, so 
I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. We were just talking That's okay. about. So, yeah. so when when you have a new franchise um, owner and they of are yes. getting ready, yeah, they're getting ready to launch their new location. What kind of training do you offer them? Yeah, we well, we have so much. We have um, curriculum training, so we teach them um, all of the different curriculums that we offer. Marketing training. Um, which is important. You have to be able to build partnerships and create partnerships and able to be able to generate revenue. So um, we train them in all aspects of what they're going to need to run their business from, you know, a little bit of accounting to curriculum to marketing um, and just really kind of there, like you were saying, as far as uh, being a broker and, and having that support where you support your clients I think it's really just all about the support because there's so being a new entrepreneur um, can be quite overwhelming. So I think Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. try to, we try to hone in on being their partner, being right there with them as they're, as they're launching their business, especially in the first year. Yeah. Because a lot of times they've just come out of corporate and they've had a job and they really don't understand what it means to get business to form those partnerships they don't even know what the partnerships are to begin with and how do you form those partnerships so those are some things that I think are so valuable and I'm glad to see that you have that in your program to help them to build their business that way Um, we do and, and and is this a um it sounds like this could almost be a part-time um business for someone out there it absolutely can be and i think that's most of our franchise owners that's what they enjoy about stars is they can do it from home it can be done part-time and you know going back to the partnerships is not just about creating them it's how do you maintain them mm-hmm. and we have a we have a we have a month-by-month schedule, that a calendar, if you will, that we kind of say, okay, it's, it's, we're in May now. These are the things we're supposed to be doing in May to, to keep us you know, set up for the coming months. It's June now. These are the things you should be focusing on. And we really have it where if you can follow the recipe, you, know, you should be successful. You should be able to have a successful area. Mm-hmm. You know, Sophia, we're in the middle of a pandemic. For those of you that are listening to this recording, uh, today is May the 21st, 2020, and we are coming out somewhat of a lockdown quarantine. How do you see that this, the, the lockdown, the quarantine has impacted the business of the STARS program? Yeah, so, I mean, we were really, we have a great corporate team. We have a great um, uh, franchise owners. And we were able to quickly, like most businesses, go online. It's not ideal um, to be able to teach young children online. You can't, you know, touch their feet and, and, and show them, hold their hand and show them how to hold the bat. But we, we made the best of it. So we, mm-hmm. we shifted to virtual classes. And what's really interesting, Linda, is I, I feel like because now we have these virtual classes um, and we're reaching a bigger audience, I almost feel like after when things get back to normal and we're back in schools, I almost feel like this is going to be a new revenue stream for us. 
Yeah. Um, and something that we can continue perhaps with a little bit older students um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's great to be able to, you know, instead of a child watching a TV program, hey, it's 3.30, let's do STARS dance class today or let's do STARS fitness class today. So mm-hmm. um, home active learning. So I think it's something we're going to continue. I love that. And that also opens a whole other market for you as well, Sophia. I'm thinking of the homeschooled kids, you know, that that are not in daycare. So that opens up a whole nother market for you. It really, really does, Linda. Um, We were actually just talking about homeschool, uh, the homeschool market today. An, An owner of mine in North Carolina, we were just talking about that today. And she's actually talking about you know, because of the social distancing, holding some small groups outside in classes outside in some parks. So again, mm-hmm. all because of this pandemic, it's kind of allowing, it's forcing us to kind of expand. And I think these this these new ways that we're we've been creative to, um, will will lead to just a new rev, new sources of revenue in the future, and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always said that when there is a crisis or when something like this happens, the creativity that comes out of it is just staggering. And that would not have happened if we hadn't have been put under the gun because of this. 100%. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sophia, we need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, do you happen to have some stories that you could share with our listeners? I know our listeners love hearing stories. So do you have some that you could possibly share with us? Sure, I'd be happy to, Linda. Great. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Sophia Wassler about her STARS program. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Linda Biastetos is your host on All Things Franchising where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, 
as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm here today with Sophia Wassler, who is the founder of the STARS program. And Sophia, I'd ask you before the commercial break if you could share some stories with us. Yeah, I was thinking about that over the break. And I think the the one, I have a couple, depends on what we have time for, but I'll start by just um, talking about my very first franchise owner who I'll call her the pioneer. Um, (laughs) Her name is Heather. And, you know, it was actually, she, we didn't even have a franchise at that time. I was not sure if, you know, if it was the right thing to move forward and invest, you know, all the money that needed to be invested to create a, to create a franchise Mm -hmm. and the legal, the legal work that was required of that. So I, I thought, you know, I know I knew I could launch a STARS program in different markets. I had done it myself, and I actually had one of my leadership team. She, she went to Florida, moved to Florida, launched one there, and I thought, okay, I can do it. Uh, someone on my team was able to do it, but, you know, we're familiar with STARS. Somebody else actually able to do this, somebody that had no knowledge of, of STARS, would they be actually able to do it so we, we, we set out to do a licensing agreement before we became an official franchise just to see, you know, is, is this something that somebody outside of our organization could do? And so here comes Heather, and um, Heather had a six-month-old baby, so she was a brand-new mom. And, um, you know, she had never taught before uh, as far as – um, in, in any any specific like any classroom situation, and I thought, well, let's see how this works. And lo and behold, it was just so exciting to see her create all of these partnerships at one point and do it at home while being a mom, in you know part time at her pace. And at one point, she said to me, she said, Sophia, I have to stop marketing. I don't I I don't have any more teachers to cover these classes, and uh, it, it was just really exciting a, to see. What a that. problem a, to have, right? What right, a problem that's what to have. I know, but it was just really well received, Linda. And you know, the thing is, is there's a lot of enrichment classes um, in in this you know market in these age groups. And some of the schools that she was creating partnerships with had 14 other programs that they were offering in that school, but yet she was still able to not only create the partnership, but have children enroll and have full classes. And I thought to myself, it just shows how much parents want these extra enrichment classes for their children. And, um, you know, so I, her success really, especially being the first one, I hit the go button after that. I said, yes, let's franchise this. It was really exciting. So that sticks out in my mind. Yeah, I love that. That also says as well, Sophia, that um, just because there's competition doesn't mean that there's not room in the market for one more provider. 
And who says that that other, those other 14 other programs were successful? It doesn't mean that just because they were offering me, it doesn't mean that it was more successful than stars. So for stars to come in, I can certainly see where you could offer possibly several of those areas. Exactly. And that's what's so funny because a lot of people, I'm glad you mentioned that, Linda, because I had a prospective buyer one time say, oh, you know, I don't think we can move forward. I looked on some websites of these schools and they already have a program. And I thought, Mm -hmm. one program? That's all they have? That's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we operate in schools with 14 and are still successful. So you're right. It it goes to show that you can be deterred by competition. There's really room for everyone, especially if it's a good quality program. Oh, certainly. Certainly. You said you had another story for us? Yeah, so I have um, a, a franchise owner in Florida. Her name is Michelle. She has she was a classroom math teacher for a number of years, and her children were a little bit older, and, you know, she was just ready for a change. And um, she had never taught dance, you know, she had, uh, um, but we trained her. And I always say, you know, we're doing – we're, we're teaching plies. We're, we're teaching uh, skills to um, young children. We're not teaching to the Olympic medal team. And mm-hmm. so she's just, she's really enjoying. She's like, I never thought I'd be a prima ballerina. She, she wanted <laughs> to teach, you know, she wanted to teach the classes, a lot of them herself, unlike Heather's and in uh, my first owner that we were just talking about, she being um, a new mom, didn't want to teach any classes. She just wanted to be the owner and manager and hire instructors, which is wonderful. Michelle, on the other hand, wanted to teach classes. And it was just really neat to see how a math teacher, you know, um, got so much enjoyment of, you know, learning her creative side and, and getting involved in the arts and teaching those arts to children. Yeah, that's lovely. That's lovely. Sophia, if somebody's listening right there, right now and they're thinking, I want to know more about how, what it would take for me to become a franchise owner for STARS program, how would they find out more information or, and get in touch with you as well? Yeah, so I would say our website's really easy, the best place to start, and it's starsfranchise.com. And stars, of course, is with a Z like zebra, so S-T-A-R-Z like zebra, franchise.com. And, um, you know, our email, our phone number, all of that's on there as well. Okay, lovely. So we're down to the final questions here. The first question is, if there's someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do in advance to prepare for this process? Oh, such a good question. Um, Well, I would say, you mean as far as selecting a company, so selecting a franchise, is that what you're saying? Any and all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I would say my, my thing to look at would be, first of all, your values, what's important to you, and how does that match up with the company that you're looking at? Because uh, that's really important. It's not just, at the end of the day, it's not just about the services that we're providing, but it's about the values that we share and what's important to us. So I would say that would be number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would say looking at the company's longevity as a whole. I mean, you know, has the company proven their model? Is it just been a year? 
five years, ten years? How long has have, have the has the corporate operation been operating successfully? Because I think that makes a difference. You know, mm-hmm. has it just been a year and now they became a franchise? If so, I don't know how much of a track record, um, mm-hmm. you know, that is. So that would be something mm-hmm. that would be important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good point because there are companies that when they open their doors, they're opening the doors also as um, as a franchise. Uh, well, you mm-hmm. don't know whether that model has been or their service or their product has been vetted, so to speak, yet. Right. But if you've got a company that has been in business since maybe 2000 and just in the last few years have decided to franchise, then that's a whole different ballgame there. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So the next question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Okay, that's a good one. Um, you know, I think it would boil down to organization and drive. Yeah. Organization more so because, and I'm not sure if organization is the right word, but you have to be able to follow. Are you the type of person that likes to follow the recipe? Or mm. are you the person that wants, doesn't want to follow the recipe? So are you organized? Can you look at what's laid out in front of you and execute that? Are, are you organized? Are you detailed? Um, and, and really, it's really about the drive because a franchise could have a successful model, but unless that new owner is going to be driven to execute it independently, um, mm-hmm. makes a difference as far as if they're going to be successful or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so not true. like a job or, yeah. It's so true because you've already proven uh, that the method works. So to buy into a franchise, it's all about plugging into the system. And that's what yes. you're paying for is being able to plug into the system. So it's important yes. for them to keep that focus and not try to um, change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you said it right. That's exactly right. And the learner, I mean, it's that collaboration of, coming together and the different franchise owners coming together, brainstorming and working together and not wanting to be independent. You want to be part of that group. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, final question here is what does the future of franchising look like? You know, I think it's strong, Linda, Um, especially like you mentioned earlier in, in the pot, in the, in the airing with the pandemic and with all that's going on in the world today, Unemployment is at its high. Um, I don't yeah. think it's ever been this high. Um, right. The furloughs. And I think that people are going to turn to entrepreneurship so that they can carve their own path. And I, I believe so much in franchising. I, I almost wish I would have known about it when I started the business 15 <laughs> years ago. It would have been yeah. a lot easier to buy a franchise yeah than alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think franchising, the future of franchising looks really strong. And um, I'm excited to see where we're going to be in the next few years. 
I am too. This is it is a very exciting industry, I believe. And I'm like you. If it, when I left corporate in 2004, if I'd known about franchising, I probably would have plugged into a model plea because I spent a lot of money trying to figure out all of the moving pieces that all of right? the franchisors already have figured out. Yeah. Yes, I mean we they've done all they've all they've done the trying and the failing. Why should you know why should you to go through that and and to have the materials and the support, and it's just endless. The benefits are endless. Oh, most definitely. One more time, Sophia, if, when, if somebody's listening and they want to know more about the STARS program, how would they do that? Yeah, I would say starsfranchise.com. Um, we also have a toll-free number, 877-89-STARS. That's pretty easy to remember as well, 877-89-STARS. Yeah. Wonderful. Sophia, thanks so much for being on the show today. I look forward to tracking the STARS program and see um, where it leads you guys. Linda, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for hosting the show and getting this great information out to so many people. Thank you. Absolutely. Folks, you know, you don't usually think of children's fitness as being a franchise model. And that's why I wanted to bring the STARS program to you is because there are so many industries out there. And again, I'll say it again, franchising is not just burgers and fries. And so Sophia has created a franchise that is, it's not just providing a service. It's actually it actually goes beyond that. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the show, I always provide you with a quote. So here's one today. Children need the freedom and time to play. Play is not a luxury. Play is a necessity. And this is a quote by Kay Jamison. She's a professor of psychiatry. So you know that this is a very important um, service. I don't even want to call it a service because uh, service just doesn't sound like it's lending enough uh, emphasis on it because it's important for these children to stay active, not just for their physical health, but for their mental health as well. So if you want any more information about the STARS program, be sure to reach out to either Sophia or myself. Thanks again for being with me today on All Things Franchising, and I look forward to having you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.